Welcome to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, hope if you got MLK Day off, we hope that you had a great day. Time of reflection for us to appreciate things and welcome back to the show. I, this weekend, went to a pair affair in Wabasha. Okay, uh, what's a paraffair? <laughs> it is a paranormal convention. This was a little thing that was open to the public at the Anderson House Hotel. Okay, so you went down. How far away is Wabasha? Well, if without snow and a snowstorm, it's for us from, uh, actually from the station, like an hour and a half. Okay, but there yeah. was severe weather, so how'd that uh-huh. go? I didn't love it. I, <laughs> I didn't love Driving after work on Friday down there. I actually went on Thursday night and then stayed overnight through, you know, Sunday. So um, the drive wasn't great, but what are you going to do? It could have been worse. You know, it's when it starts to get dark and there are windy roads next to like Lake Pepin. Yeah. It's it's past that, a little bit past that. Yeah. I don't even know where that is really. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't like that. It's blowing snow and it's getting dark. And when I got in, finally, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tense. But uh, then but you I got there, you got there time. safe. Yes. And then you had a whole weekend of fun. So why were you there? What goes on at a paraffair? Well, uh, it was $5 to get in, open to the public. And just some paranormal teams and people that are in, involved in, you know, spooky stuff. Uh, paranormal things like ghost tours. We had somebody from Duluth with her ghost tours, Kimberly Christine, and they gave presentations and you had like like a convention. Are people spending the Mm -hmm. night there or you just go for the evening or what's, how's this laid out? No, we all, I mean, most people spent the night there. So whenever the parafair was over, we investigated the hotel. Oh, that's Which is so old. This is the oldest running hotel since 1856. Oh, wow. West of the Mississippi. Okay. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I the, bet. The Anderson family owned it. That's why it's called the Anderson House Hotel. Appropriate. Right? And so even John Dillinger, he was there for a while until he had to keep going on the run because mm. people were after him. Oh, sure. And one of the ghosts that, that they think is there is named Fred, and he, they think, was one of the lawmen who was chasing John Dillinger. Oh. So he shows up. He's kind of just an endless loop of, you know, like he doesn't really interact with people much or answer questions. It's like a residual haunting. Okay. Because he's just focused on like getting John. <laughs> and we're like, hey, he moved on. We know the end of the story. We're from the future. So what did you do? Like what, when you say you uh, like went around at night, like what were you actually doing? Setting up your equipment and measuring stuff, taking video? Well, we have like a K2 meter, which uh, registers the amount of EMF. So that's basically electricity that's in the, you know, around an electrical box or you can find it. Contractors use tools to see that. And we've noticed and people in the paranormal field use this type of measurement because those meter, those numbers go up anytime, most of the time, whenever there's some type of an apparition or there's talking on your voice recorder, EVPs. So I want to find out if there's like ghosts there, but yeah. like I see on this list, I recorded myself taking a nap. 
I haven't listened to it yet, but yeah. What does that mean? Well, Why I was in the room. Why did you record yourself taking a nap? So I set my voice recorder down to see if I could get any voices. I haven't had a chance to listen oh, to it yet. So okay. I recorded myself, and we'll see if there's anybody Other creeping around. Other than you, around. like, make a noise in your nap? Do you talk in your sleep? Maybe. Who mm-hmm. knows? I'll be able to tell if it's me or not. But sometimes, a lot of times, the most interesting thing is that ghosts talk to each other. Like, here they come. Literally, like they... That. Okay, so you would mm-hmm. get audio of them doing yeah, that? Yeah, and they react. Like, if you put a voice recorder in a room, usually, you get a lot of them saying, like, here they come, or quiet, you know, they're here, which is so strange. Yeah, I love creepy. this, because if anytime you get to investigate a new place that's like, has their own ghosts, there are a couple other ghosts there, um... There's one named Betty who the used to work there. The ghosts just ever get tired and like say, I'm out. Absolutely. Which is what happened this weekend. Okay. Well, tell me about it because my question is like, if you're, you know, you got a business and you're like, hey guys, we got this ghost. And then people show up <laughs> and the ghost is like, you know what? I ain't doing that this <laughs> After weekend. After a while, like one of our teammates got on his recorder, we're done. Like, oh, we the ghost said we're done. Oh. And they're just like, we're done. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so tell me what happened this weekend. You um, said that somebody left. Um, Somebody left. Well, I said, do ghosts ever get up and leave? And you said, that happened this weekend. Yeah, it happened because they said, we're done. We're not oh, okay, talking. okay, that was this weekend. Yeah, that Got was it. this weekend, right. Uh, there's one named Betty. Betty used to work there. They know what room she stayed in. She was like one of the housekeepers long ago. And uh, the owner saw a full-bodied apparition of her, mm. described her. There's also a maid that showed up that she saw. And the best thing is the ghost cats. Ghost cat? What the heck is a ghost cat? They have ghost cats? They do. So the Anderson House Hotel, not only was it a hotel for a lot of people traveling on the river, but back in the day, they used to rent out cats. They had they rented cats. cats? So you could get a room, and then they had 12 cats, and they had this big cubby thing. That had each of their, like, it was... Just a bunch of cats? It's like cats. They had their own little cat box, and then you could rent them for an additional fee, and they would sleep in your room with you. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Like, it ha- it used to... They That's used crazy. To do I've that. never heard of that before. So, so the ghosts of those cats are wandering around? Yes. How because, do you know that? Well, people have heard them. They've felt them. Even this weekend, we're all sitting around in the lobby talking, and five people who were sitting by the fireplace heard a cat meow everyone reacted at the same time and said did you just hear that cat so i think it's the one there's pictures of these cats and one of them sitting up on the fireplace it's a black cat and i'm like oh it's probably that one oh now i also see on your list if you're just joining us dawn uh had a ghosty weekend down south i rec- uh you recorded yourself taking it out you also have we hung out with bigfoot hunters <laughs> yes what what are bigfoot hunters doing at a uh ghost experience this is uh search for sasquatch and also search for sasquatch <laughs> also the group is called search for sasquatch and also search for spirits they're the same people so they, so do they search ghost. for a lot of things they do and um they are a very busy team uh anytime we have a case that seems like it's more down the religious road of like the people feel like it's evil we call them we so say hey can you go meet with these people because we are not equipped to deal with anything like that. Okay, so they'll deal with the the evil spirits. Yeah, they they do. And also, we are planning to go out with these guys and looking for Sasquatch when it gets warm. 
We're Wait, so excited. Your paranormal group is going to go look for. Well, that includes Bigfoot? the yeah, the paranormal and cryptids are all in sort of the same. Cryptid? What is a cryptid? <laughs> These Mike, are... do you know what a cryptid is? <laughs> I absolutely do not. Okay. Okay, a cryptid is the the study or research into animals or creatures that haven't been discovered yet. We'll just say that. Oh, so, so you're like talking about Loch Ness abominable, Monster, abominable snowmans. Yes, a lot of Bigfoot people. Um, oh. There's like uh, there are Bigfoot like dog people. people. There's dog people, aren't they called werewolves? Well. Could be nobody knows. Dog like dog people. man, like the dog man, and then you've got like chupacabra. You, you say that I like how you say that. Like I'm <laughs> supposed know. to know. You like know the dog man. man. I ain't never chupacabra. heard of the dog man. I have heard of the goat sucker. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's that's included as a cryptid because it hasn't been discovered. Okay, so you guys are going tandem hunting. We're gonna go out in the woods, in the deep, deep woods. They have some locations where we can go, and oh my god, and they've seen some amazing stuff. Do they ever get anything on photograph? They don't, but they have a lot of footprints they've gotten in just weird experiences. They have EVPs out in the woods. So ghost voices Oh, out in the woods. Like ghost tramps? Yeah, ghost tramps. Yeah, just like people wandering around. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think like all of that land was used and people were traveling about a lot right, of well, trappers. Well, you're going to have to keep and, us up to date on... Oh, on, I can't wait to do that when it gets warmer. With the Bigfoot hunters. All right, any other love that you want to give to oh, the Anderson yeah. House Hotel? Um, we have, uh, we met a lady named Kimberly Christine and she is from Duluth Ghost Tours and she's done tours like ghost tours in LA on mm, Hollywood Boulevard fun. and Savannah, Those Georgia. Those are really popular. All over the place. She's been around the country and so now she's landed in Duluth and yeah. All right, all that information will be on our show links page. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, the Critics' Choice Awards were a flop, at least in the food department. (laughs) Find out why when we come back right here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For joining us, The Adventures of Bradley and Don, My Talk 1071, the Critics' Choice Awards this weekend. Bradley, you said that they were a flop when it comes to the food. Yeah, so like we'll talk about the Critics' Choice Awards. I think in the next hour, you're going to give us some thoughts and we'll play some clips. Um, you know, people won awards. Shocker. Sure. <laughs> it's that time of year. I didn't watch it. I just read the headlines and I'm happy that all those people won for all their hard work. However, and I'm sad that the ones that didn't, didn't. Right. That's it. I'm here for the pizza in a bag. What? I know you're saying to yourself, what the hell, pizza in a bag? Um... I don't know if you guys saw this story, but I came across this thanks to TMZ. Fantasia mocks bagged pizza dinner at CCA. Where's the lamb chops? What? Okay. Then I started digging. It turns out the Critics' Choice Awards 
I think perhaps like mm, a gas station catered the event. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because they literally, there is a video. So Fantasia, and she wasn't alone, by the way. I think at one point, Paul Giamatti actually referenced pizza in a bag in his acceptance speech. Why are you laughing, Mike? <gasps> it's just hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> like come so, to an award show, get a walking taco. I literally, and, <laughs> But wait, there's more. Because um, Baja Fresh gave them all like a handful of tortilla chips. Anyway. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Open your hand. So I watched. She posted on Instagram <laughs> the experience. And Don, feel free. You can go to the link that I've sure. provided and look at the video uh, of, of the oh. um, pizza in a bag experience. <laughs> oh, and it's no. everybody from it's, it's Fantasia's table and ah. at the table. You had, you know, all the stars of color purple, and I'm not sure who it is, but one of them says, where's the lamb chops? Because there's literally a lady behind them walking around with a, like a, a box with a, that's like around her neck, you know, kind of like an old cigarette girl from the 1940s. (laughs) Yeah, right. Somebody selling hot dogs. No, but she's got pizza in a bag and literally it's a bag, like a white envelope yeah like a paper bag Mm -hmm. with a gold or a critics choice sticker on it that says uh, or that just says critics choice right you open it up and there is the saddest like half a pizza it is dry af like the pictures that were posted online of this pizza in a bag you think that it would be um warm and and not dry well sack my favorite is, I think it was, who's Jen D'Angelo? I don't know. But she posted on Instagram, absolutely revolting 3D printed ass pizza. <laughs> and it's this picture of this nasty, nasty 3D pizza. Printed. And then she also called out Baja Fresh. She goes, absolute lol at the Critics' Choice Baja Fresh collab, which is literally just a container full of tortilla chips and a little... Uh, sauce packet to go on the side you guys this is embarrassing but wait there's more in front of everyone is like a box remember have you ever been on a delta airlines flight and you forgot to get a meal at the airport yeah and you're not getting one on the on the plane other than you know Mm -hmm. uh sun chips yeah biscoff cookies or some almonds Mm -hmm. but they have those snack boxes oh i buy those do you really oh for sure okay so um it's like you know, some ridiculous amount. Yeah, too. it's like thirty dollars for like a bag of chips and a I'm candy bar. I'm on vacation. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what it essentially looks like. what it is, but worse because inside of this box that's on yeah, <laughs> at the I'm, Critics I'm Choice Award, picture. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Is it salmon? What is that? No, honey, it's literally some Ritz crackers, some <gasps> saltine crackers, a few grapes, a strawberry, and then it is. Um, <laughs> festooned with kale decorative kale you know that kale that nobody eats yeah it's for the side of the salad bar that flowery kale yeah so it's literally that so it's like a few nibbles in a box along with pizza in a bag my favorite and i can't we can't play it because you just won't hear it but the clip of of uh the color purple table with oprah and oprah's like pointing at her mouth like i ain't eating that and at the end she goes i ain't messing up my lipstick for that Oh my god! I was dying. I'm like, who catered this place? Well, Super America. I mean, you guys. Well, they did it for promotion. It looks like they're trying to, you know, sell sponsorships because Baja Fresh was involved. So, who did the pizza in a bag? I wonder. 
I don't know, the pizza in the bag people. I mean, that's even Paul Giamatti calls them out during his oh acceptance speech. He goes, God. I feel like I should do a endorsement for pizza in a bag. Oh, my gosh. Now, Taraji P. Henson, she's she eats a piece. Um, well, yeah, some people are just like, well, it's pizza. I'm eating it. But can we just talk about pizza? Can we talk about pizza at an award show, first of all? Yeah. Anybody? Yeah, I would expect... No, I want more. you to think of yourself going to an award show. What are you doing? Hair, makeup? Yeah. What is the last food item you want to eat? Something with your hands that you have to stick up on your mouth. Yeah, true. That's going to be saucy, greasy. gooey, greasy. Based on this picture, there's two of them wearing these bright white dresses. Yes! You don't want that oh when you're wearing a bright white you're dress. You're so right. Oh. And that does look sad. Baja Fresh, do they do everything? I don't know. It doesn't look too fresh to me. What a backfire. I'm sure they played paid quite a bit of money to be involved as a sponsor, you know? Because yeah. they're just, they could be just advertising within the, I don't know if they were mentioned at all, like, sponsor, this award is sponsored by Baja no. Fresh. <laughs> no, they didn't do <laughs> sponsored were, awards. I wonder if there were commercials in the middle that were Baja Fresh. Like, what else did they get besides the the... Inside I think the venue they got promotion. you get to see their food on a table. I'm yeah. sure, but also the fact that anybody thought pizza was a good idea. By the way, that I don't think it Baja Fresh was just like tortilla chips, but I don't know who the pizza in the bag people were. I tried to find out, but um, who in their right mind thought handing out bags of greasy pizza to women and men, but mostly women who are probably like, why would I want to mess up all of this? It's, tr- yeah, it's tragic. It is. I What a bad choice. And I always think about whenever bad choices are made like this, it went through a committee. Like, there were at least 12 people yeah. that knew and said, yeah, we're fine with that. Well, and also, I will say, it did, you know, on the one hand, when I first saw this, I was like, wow, there's a lot of food going on on this table, which let's just thank them Uneaten for <laughs> for, for uh, reminding or remembering that people are drinking. So the best thing you can do for a bunch of people who need to be on camera is give them some calories to absorb the alcohol, because we did, excuse me, I get very emotional. <laughs> Uh, I, it, well, that's another reason to be careful about the food you give. You want everybody burping up when they're going up on stage. In fact, who did that at the Golden Globes? But anyway, we, we totally pointed our finger at the Golden Globes because there was clearly not a lot of food going just on. Just sushi. And there it was smelled just, like yeah, hot fish. Hot fish. Another brilliant idea. Who was thinking? Somebody was not thinking. Well, I know that Fiji water was involved because their bottles are clearly turned around for the label in the front. Oh, yeah, at the Critics' Choice, yeah. Like, in those photos, you can see. And nobody knows who did the pizza, really. You're right. Like, Baja Fresh did, um, and, uh, oh, there was another one. Anyway. We got an email from Christine who said, I actually like kale. Okay, honey, Christine, that's not the kale you eat. That was, like, that was space... Yeah, it's it's just that's like kale to like take up space. Yeah, it's it's just for. I mean, you can eat it, but nobody eats that kale, do they? I I put it. I wash it. I'll put it in a smoothie. Oh, that kind of kale. Mm -hmm. Where do you even get? Is they sell that at the grocery store? Of course, like that um, big fluffy garnish kale? kale. Yeah, yeah. I always get that like flat kale. It looks like little dinosaur scales. Oh, okay. 
Maybe I just haven't been introduced to that kind of kale. Um, but this is not kale. You're like nobody's sitting at the table like a rabbit. Eating no on one's that kale. eating that. Just and like, to Christine's I, point I mean, in her email, she says your teeth when you're finished. Hello, exactly. Oh, man. Don't give people at an award show something that's going to get stuck in their teeth. Yeah, I see. Also on the pizza, it could they maybe we're trying to do some type of a. Uh, it has like some fresh, used to be fresh basil and used to be fresh mozzarella. That pizza looks like somebody sat on it and then <laughs> rolled, the, and then somebody else like drove across it. <laughs> oh. If you can you imagine getting all decked up for that and then you show up? And I know that's this what is somebody your big hands moment, you? and you're like, I get. Would pizza you like and a floppy piece of greasy pizza? Ritz crackers? No. I don't know. Saltines. Do better. Yeah. 3D printed ass pizza. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. That was Cold my. Stone was the other sponsor. There the, we go. The most enjoyable part of the Critics' Choice Award <laughs> was making fun of the food. Now, turns out, however, in award show world, when you hire people from television to make a TV show, it actually turns out. We'll tell you about that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. Alight is doing something this year which I love and you can be a part of. It's called Subscriptions for Good. Essentially, you're becoming a monthly donor for a light, which means they can rely on you each month to help the people around the world that they are serving 365 days a year. That's more than 4 million people in 20 countries around the world. And your help each and every month with a subscription for good goes to support those people. That's providing them things like the safety and security they need when they are forced to leave everything they have because of, uh, behind because of war, conflict, and famine. So if you think about in a given month all of the subscriptions that you're paying for for television and other things in your life, think about doing a little bit of good each month with a subscription for good with my friends at Alight. Head to wearealight.org today and thank you. Speaking of awards, uh, two big award shows this weekend, Critics' Choice Awards and the Emmys. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thanks for joining us. So we just talked about the very poor standard of food at the Critics' Choice Awards. I mean, it's Critics the things Choice we care about. I mean, this is a, part of the glory and the joy of being at that level is that you get to eat fabulous food. Pizza in a bag? Not no. great. But um, we had the Emmys, which I think uh, from your review of the Emmys, you were more into the Emmys. Um, it looks like they did a pretty good job. Well, I would say, and when I sort of did the highlights, I didn't watch the the Emmys telecast live, but I went through watched a bunch of the awards, you know, uh, sort of dug through some of the things that popped out to me and mm-hmm. I found interesting. And overall, I can say just from my cursory judgment that when you hire people to produce a TV show that are qualified to produce TV, 
meaning they've done this before, you'll actually get a product that's fun to watch. And I will say, like, from Anthony Anderson's opening, you didn't, like, there was none of the same, okay, let me just cut to the chase. When it compared to the Golden Globes, I feel like the Golden Globes kind of fell flat, right? We've talked about a lot of the things we didn't like. Joe Coy, I mean, I don't think it was all his fault, but, like, his intro left something to be desired. And I think it's because... There's really no story like the, the Golden Globes don't really know who they are. They're brand new. They're kind of trying to create themselves. They serve a, a, a wide audience because it's TV and movies, but it's from the perspective of like the foreign press, like their viewpoint. But like people, if you ask them to understand, like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you'd really have a sense of like what the Foreign Press Association or what the people who make up the voters for that particular award ceremony, mm-hmm. like who they are and what they're thinking about and what their story is. It's a lesser known story. The Emmys, of course, have been around for 75 years. And I feel like we have a better understanding of what the Emmys are. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's clear that they hired like people who know what they're doing because with Anthony Anderson's opening, it was just a beautiful love note to television. He did a little bit of humor. You know, he's a comedian. He's funny. So he can tell jokes, but he didn't just rely on jokes. He really, you know, used it as an opportunity to to sort of celebrate television, which is what the Emmys is supposed to do. Right. Right. So in that opener, I thought I could just play like a little clip for you. This was, they celebrated some of the show's uh, iconic television sitcoms in a unique way. And so I want you to hear a little bit of it. To set it up, basically, a choir has come out on stage and is about to back him up. And you'll hear why uh, in just a moment. From this great series brought to television by Mike Evans, Eric Monty, and Norman Lear, I learned about the importance of family. A dynamite catchphrase and spinoff money. <laughs> no good times, no blackish, no grownish, no mixedish, none of that ish. <laughs> Choir, hit it! Keeping your head up the water, making a way when you can. Temporary layoffs, good times. Easy credit ripoffs, good times. Scratching and surviving, That was fun. Like he brings out the choir. There's a set of good times. He's playing the piano, singing along, does this for a bunch of other shows. By the way, Travis Barker comes out and they do the Miami Vice theme song. Oh, cool. It was really fun. They did a bunch of shows that way. And again, it wasn't just like, I'm going to go out there and tell some jokes at the expense of, you know, the audience. It was a little bit of humor, a little bit of celebration of television. It just played so much better than I think the, the Golden Globes. Totally. It sounds like it. I mean, and a reliable host who's done it before. And I don't know. It just that's that was a good safe bet for them to go with Anthony Anderson. Yeah, they set him up for success, which I feel like is what you want when you have a host. Yeah. Give them something to do and, you know, let them make not just the audience in the room happy or have fun with them, but also those of us watching, like we could all have that nostalgic moment of like, oh, good times. And then they do Facts of Life and then they do Miami Vice. Right. And and you get to bring out all these people. It was it was far more produced, which I think I'm just a fan of. No, that's so true. Um, But. 
one of the things they did differently. Okay, what is one of the things, if I were to ask you, Dawn, about award shows, mm-hmm. that is the most annoying? I know this is a loaded question. Oh, I would say definitely that uh, the management of time when it comes to how much time do you give this person to talk and play off music, things like that. Exactly. Why is decided this to time do after time, year after year? They fix it. decided to do something different this year. Now, I wanted to talk about whether we think this was successful. He had, uh, that is, Anthony Anderson had his mom essentially play people off this year. Mm-hmm. He'll explain. Tonight, my mama, she is going to be the Emmy's playoff mama. Now, when you see my mama coming, just thank Jesus and your family and wrap it up. And I don't want nobody to get disrespectful with my mama because my mama is from the west side of Chicago and she can throw them hands. Shut up. That's enough. Mama, I want to go to the after party. Hurry up. Okay, my mama. All right, you're supposed to be yelling at the other people, not at me, not in the middle of the monologue. The time's up, baby. Cut to the chase. All right. See what I mean? So that was his mom, Doris. I think her name is Doris. Anyway, she was literally in the audience and she stood up and was like, shut up. And I was like, okay, well, how's that going to go? Right? Well, then I got to hear how it sounded when she played someone (laughs) off. Now, uh, this is Jennifer Coolidge winning for best or, well, they don't call it best supporting actress in a drama series. She Mm -hmm. won for her role in White Lotus. And I'm going to cut to the point where she's about to get <laughs> played off by his mom. <laughs> and let's talk about what we think. Okay. Um, there's some, but you see, see them, it's running out. Okay, so I just want to say, um, I want to thank all the evil gays. You know? I just really, really. I just... Uh, especially, you know, yes. Paolo, Francesco, and Bruno, thank you. I know I'm getting wrapped it up. Okay, yes. Okay, baby. Um, um, yes, and um, I, I just. I love you, baby, but time. Okay, guess what? Guess what? One more thing. I love, I love you, you too. I just want to say one thing. Okay. Um, okay. One, one thing. last thing. Um, I had a little dream in my little town, and it okay. did. Everyone said it was impractical, okay. and that it was far fetched, but it did happen after all. So don't give up on your dream. Thank you. I see it was a good. It was a little like I it was cute, it. but also it. like. It did, like, I think it just flustered her more because literally her mom is standing up in the middle of the audience with a big old sign that's got, like, yeah. a stopwatch on it, a big X through it. Love it. And it's like, come on. So you liked it. I love yeah. it. I support this because people are not respecting the music. Yeah. And I will say what was funny in, in behind her, you could see these giant screens that were flashing red, like, yeah. time's up, time's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. She had a warning. Yeah. No, she got plenty and of And she warning. is very long-winded. Oh, and it's she's, all hysterical. But but it takes away time from someone else. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think I don't know. I mean, keep I it approve then, right? that. All right. Now I want to double back because that award that you just heard. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Emmys last night. The award that Jennifer Coolidge won was for supporting actress in a drama series. Yeah. I want you to listen to the nominees for this category, and we'll have a discussion. I think that will become obvious. Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus, Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown, Megan Fahey, The White Lotus, Sabrina Impacciatore, The White Lotus, 
Aubrey Plaza, The White Lotus, Ray Seahorn, Better Call Saul, Jay Smith Cameron, Succession, Simona Tabasco, The White Lotus. Whoa, Everybody White Lotus. from White Lotus Season 3 was nominated in that category. Four people. Yeah. yeah. In wow. that category, out of what, seven that yeah, were nominated? I, think seven. I will say, I think I understand why Jennifer Coolidge won. And trust me, I love Jennifer Coolidge in season three of White Lotus. But I also, I feel like <laughs> I wanted Elizabeth Debicki to win. Really? Oh, yeah. What okay. Do you think? Well, since this was, um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is Jennifer Coolidge's last season with White Lotus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that's a spoiler. Like, okay. she's not coming back in the next season. I yeah, think she learned. isn't coming back in the next season. You don't season. know why. No. Um, but it was also Elizabeth Debicki's last. I mean, she's not coming back. That's true. I just felt like when I thought of performances, I was like, I don't know. There was something really special about Elizabeth Debicki's performance of Princess Diana. Definitely, she embodied her. But it was you think amazing? You think Jennifer Coolidge? Again, I'm not sad that she won. I was just a little, you know, a little. Mm. Well, I'm sure that she's uh, Elizabeth Debicki is. Um, well, didn't she just win? sitting Did she win with her Golden Globe? Globe yeah. Yes, and basking in the the glow of her Golden Globe. So share a little bit is what she's you're saying. Fine, yeah. Okay. I liked. Um, I like these award shows that are in the middle of the Globes and the Oscars because. It opens up things for people to be recognized that did such a great job. Like Eben from The Bear, he finally got, I think he got two awards. He got both the Critics' Choice and an Emmy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be talking about at 2.30. One of the things I'm going to be talking about when we talk about Critics' Choice Awards. Of that list we just had, Rhea Seahorn in the final season of Better Call Saul, that performance absolutely needs to get something. Really? And she hasn't, and it's so sad. Better Call Saul oh, was shut out. I mean, we still. It's yeah. just, there's a lot of shows that were that's shut true. out, and I absolutely loved her in that final season. It that's was a, as good as it gets. That's a very good point. It was a packed category. Mm-hmm. I just marveled when I heard that. It was like, literally everyone from yeah. season three. Every <laughs> Every woman in a supporting role in season three was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, which is kind of amazing. All right. When we come back, listeners, we want to hear from you. We're talking a lot about TV and movies. We want to know what you're watching. We're going to do a little boobs on tubes when we come back. Give us a call, though. 651-641-1071 with your recommendations right here on My Talk. for listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's an Awards Tuesday coming back from uh, the Emmys and the Critics' Choice Awards. We'll be talking about that coming up next hour. But we're also still continuing to catch up and watch things on TV. What yeah, you watching? You got any... Or should we do a little boobies on tubes? Yeah, boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on tubes. Boobs on tubes. What are you Boobs on tubes. My talker, 651-641-1071. If there's something on your list that you think we need to watch or you've just got TV thoughts, that's fine. Uh, let us know. TV now, thoughts. <laughs> um, let's start with, oh, I was going to tell you about something we just started last night. So, Sure. Uh, I, have you ever watched Lupin? Do you know the no. series? It's a French series. It's on Netflix. It's in its third season. Uh, this third season, I think, has been out for a while this year. We just haven't had a chance because I don't know about you. There's just a lot of TV. Also, I was reading an article about the Emmys and the fact that there was like 599 scripted series last year. Oh, 
My gosh. Who in their right mind has time to watch any of that? Well, that said, the article was basically saying, don't you're not going to have that anymore because now everybody's cutting back. Okay, so this was like the end of peak TV. Anyway, that's a sidetrack. Lupin. It's not pronounced Lupin, but I don't speak French. So forgive me. L-U-P-I-N. It is essentially about a professional thief in France. And it's based on the, the, the thief and the stories are based on a very popular like detective series or mm, book series mm-hmm. in France. Stories that like the French all know, but we don't necessarily know. Kind of not like Sherlock Holmes, but kind of in reverse mm, right. because the main character is a criminal. Oh. And anyway, um, I know the first season got a lot more attention, but we started watching the third season. It is just a fun romp. It's a beautifully shot series it takes place throughout france but mostly in paris so you could just like these beautiful you know like chase scenes through the streets of paris and you're trying to figure out like how is he like there's a crime and Mm -hmm. you're going to spend the whole time trying to figure out how he did the crime oh okay so they start with the crime yeah not not always but like because there's a story arc too through each season it's been very successful in france it just won uh, I think it was a Critics' Choice Award for uh, Best Foreign Language Series. And um, anyway, that's a great one. If if you just like a fun, you know, detective show, farce, because there's, you know, some comedic elephant uh, elements too. Elephants. Elephants, comedic <laughs> elephants. Comedic <laughs> elements. It's really fun. Okay. Lupin. And that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. You can find that All on three our seasons show are on Net- page. Netflix, yeah. Cool. And Mike, you watched something this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I watched a few things actually. It ran through the entire series of Blackbird on Apple TV Plus. <gasps> Ooh, tell love me that. about tell yes. me about Blackbird. You said you just signed up again for Apple TV Plus, so yeah, for the first time. So we're gonna start knocking off things on our uh, on our our list there. But actually, oh, are you gonna uh, watch Shrinking. Yes, of course, yeah, that's yeah. on there as well. Very good. But yes, last night, Tell actually, if, if you're watching the, the Emmys, Paul Walter Hauser uh, accepted a, an award, and he was playing the serial killer Larry Hall. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, basically a story of uh, a serial killer job based on a real story. And uh, he's in prison, and it seems like, based on some of the evidence and stuff, he might not be serving the amount of time he probably should be, unless they can confirm some of the things he did. <laughs> and uh, that's when they bring in Taron Edgerton's character, who is uh, serving for a very different reason. And uh, has to kind of befriend him mm-hmm. and start some conversations. So all based on a true story. It's fantastic. And it's a limited series. Limited, only, what, yeah. Six parts. Six episodes, six or seven episodes, about 40 minutes each. It went really quick. So do you I, like that, Don? I loved it um, because right away there's some unusual flirting that goes on between a couple of the characters. I'm like, yeah. what <laughs> is going on? Mm. Just in a situation where you're like, these people... Why is she doing that? She shouldn't be doing that. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, and also it starts with the sex scene. Well, you, you know, see a butt immediately. Wow. And this was also Ray Liotta's final um, yes. show ever. So final thing Ray Liotta did. So wow. before he passed away. All right, away. add that to the list. Blackbird, yeah. it's two words. And then we just started the morning Apple show TV as well, Plus. and it is fantastic to start. Okay. I haven't watched uh, the morning show. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Blackbird either. The only thing that I have been obsessed with on Apple TV Plus, well, two things. One, of course, shrinking. And yeah. then the other, of course, would be, well, three things. Okay. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yeah. Have you watched? So you haven't watched Ted Lasso? We're literally just, this is our first time oh jumping gosh, into uh, to Apple TV Plus. <laughs> and 
if you like sci-fi, the mm-hmm. Foundation series okay, is cool. a great series on nice. Apple TV+. Plus. Okay, let's go to the phones, because we did ask for listeners to share what they're watching, and we do have a couple of people on the line, Dawn. We've got Sharon Lee on the phone. Hey, Sharon Lee, honey, what you watching? Hey, I'm watching an old one, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, and why I re- and I'm binging it, and what I really like about it is I never realized the comedians are like a whole world in, in themselves, and they have a different perspective. When you watch them all together, you know, a bunch of seasons, you, you see that they all have the same perspective in life, and that's why they're so different. Mm. And, they, and then you get uh, Jim Carrey, Tina Fey, uh, Chris Rock, Stephen Colbert, and you see these people, and you see that Jerry Seinfeld is the same person throughout. Yes. fascinating. Yeah, I love that, too, just because uh, another thing is that you don't, it's not, uh, you know, you can just pop in, watch one when you want to, and there's less pressure to keep up with a series. It's just one-offs. You find out out it's like midnight and you got to go to bed already. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's always the best when you have to go to bed because you've been watching TV too long. That's not a bad thing, Your body's saying, I'm still in the same place. But but still, (laughs) it's just fascinating to see how a group of people are so completely different. No wonder. And the really good comedians are like that. And you see old comedians that you, that, that like Gary Shandling's been dead and yeah. a number of people, but it's fascinating. I really love it. Wonderful. Shirley, thank you so much for calling and sharing. Let's go to Cindy. Cindy's on the line. Hey, Cindy, what you watching? Well, well, I'll tell you. Um, lately, I've just been, I like to watch documentaries or biographies. And so lately, um, and I think I um, was interested, I was listening to your show one day, and I was watching um, uh, Anne Margaret with Tina Turner, you know, before she passed. Oh, yeah. And she did this, you know, song to it. So I thought, oh, I really like old movies. Yeah. And I know that Anne Margaret played a bad girl in this movie called Kitten with a Whip. Yes, that's such a great movie. And I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it. I um I think maybe it's on YouTube TV mm. or something. You have to stream it. The other one that I'm really interested in watching because I've had share on my mind too oh. is Silkwood. Oh gosh, throwback! Oh, wow, 1980s, yeah, right or late 70s? Oh, that's when did such that a come great out? Movie. Yeah. And I, I I guess I was just wondering, do you know? It, do they not make that available because they wouldn't have an audience, or is it costly to? You know, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know, Dawn. It won so many awards as well. Yeah. I mean, when you think of Cher in a movie, you think of Silkwood. I do anyway. I mean, there's also... Yeah, Meryl Street, yeah. Yes, and and um, yeah, yeah I know that Turner Classic Movies used to play a lot of those, especially like Kitten with a Whip. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Um, so maybe in the archives of, of TCM, you might be able to find some of those. Yeah. Okay, hope so. Great throwbacks. Yeah. Thanks, Cindy. Oh, thank you. And thanks, dear listeners, for your calls. If you have any other suggestions for us, drop us a line. Is there anything that you uh, got to watch? I know you were busy most of the weekend, Dawn. I was. For ghosts. Yes, we always have to catch up with what's going on with 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. You like it's, that show. What do you love about 90 Day Fiance? Because I love 90 Day Fiance because uh, I think just initially the show started out as, you know, like, are these people just coming here to get a green card or are they really in love? Yeah. That was sort of the, you know, that was the theme in the beginning. Now it's just, I mean, most, if you're 
looking at overall who the weird ones are, it's the Americans that are married. The weird ones or people like, that are not as honest as you think. Oh. I mean, the ones that are a lot, it shows, you know, you, you might want to judge and go, oh, well, why would you? Because the families all do that. They always say they're just coming here for a green card. Sure. But then you find out that a lot of the Americans just they're some of them have a real issue with like, uh, you know, with the K-1 visa. Um, this is it's it's a th- you, you can't work for a year after you come here. And so there's a lot of almost ownership that they have over some of. The people that they're bringing over to marry, so you see those problems. Complicated dynamics. Yeah, definitely. And so I like it because I think it breaks down barriers of what people think about other people's cultures. You do oh, get sure. to see a lot of people's cultures. Yeah, I bet you get to learn a lot. You do. And there's also a spinoff series called The Other Way, which is where Americans Yeah, we've talked about that because we actually had a, one of the cast members on. Yeah, exactly. And the single life is on right now, which are the people where their relationships didn't work out. So they're here and they ended up getting divorced. And uh, that's, and where do that's you watch good. that on? Is it on like a it streamer? It is Discovery Plus. Oh, okay. Yes. Discovery Plus. All right. Dear listeners, thanks for talking TV with us. When we come back, I have a tale to tell you of a, big, uh, a visit to two bakeries this weekend. Didn't go so well. No. At least one of the, Well, okay. One of them went well, one of them not so well. Stay tuned. I'll tell you what happened. And we're going to get more or get to more of the awards shows over the weekend as well. And some other laughter in the third hour.